What's the biggest insecurity that prevents you from taking action? Oftentimes it's something that happened to us when we were young and we've put it in the deep recesses of our mind and it's still affecting us today. And so today is going to be a challenge about recognizing what that false belief is and, uh, and tossing it out so you can move on with your life. You and I both know not all side hustles are the same. Most are expensive, complicated, and oftentimes not worth the work. Unfortunately, in today's world, a side hustle is necessary to meet our financial needs. What if I told you there's another way? What if I told you there's a golden side hustle ready to be grabbed that requires virtually no capital for startup, has a proven system of results, and is residual, repeatable, and versatile? A side hustle that's like a franchise, but with no royalties. I'm on a quest to provide entrepreneurs with a supercharged business model that can change their lives forever. This is Ben Lyons. Welcome to Stream Stackers Radio. Hey, hey, welcome back to Stream Stackers Radio. And uh, today I want to talk about the biggest insecurity that prevents action. Uh, every business, the lifeline of your business is action, is momentum, is moving forward. You always have to continually move forward. Uh, a professor at University of Washington one time said uh, he talked about his dad and his dad was um, a, a captain for a, a large barge. And that barge um, carried a lot of precious cargo up and down the coasts. And his dad said to him one time that, look, I make a thousand decisions a day. And out of those thousand decisions, 900 of them I have to correct, but I'm continually having to make decisions. And that's the only way we progress to the next port. And him sharing that with me really um, resonated in the sense that not all your decisions have to be perfect or right or spot on. They're just little decisions that you make every single day to keep things moving forward. Because ultimately, momentum is your friend. Motion creates opportunity, and that's whether it's in business, it's your, in your relationships, it's in your, your, the health arena uh, where you're trying to get fit. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's just the, the momentum and motion moving forward. So let's talk real quick about what is the biggest insecurity that's preventing you from that action. And, and a lot of us have had things happen to us over the years that we don't even know. Like subconsciously, these things are preventing us from taking the next step. They're preventing us from uh, from raising our arms in a V on top of the mountain. Um, they're preventing us from taking that next business opportunity or uh, diving into a relationship. And we don't know why. We don't know why we have this block. And so today I'm gonna task you with and challenge you with um, discovering what that mental block is and why. And uh, awareness is ultimately the key. When you become aware of something, you can handle it. You can figure it out. You can. It's, a, it's like a kid that can pick up a, um, a shiny rock and look all the way around it and say, okay, is this rock for me? Is this something that I want to keep in my life or do I want to toss it back into the riverbed? And so many of us, um, these are the rocks that we're going to be tossing back into the riverbed because they're preventing us from accomplishing what we deserve to accomplish in our lives. So I'm going to share with you a quick story because I've thought through this on my end. Um, and luckily for me, I became aware of it 
many years ago, uh, but it still affects me today. So it's one of those things that the rock keeps showing up and I still have to keep throwing it back in the river. And that's okay as long as I'm aware of it. And so um, let's dive right into my story and, and, and an internal false belief that I had for many years. And, uh, and hopefully you can relate and hopefully you can discover what, um, what is the biggest insecurity that you have. So um, to discover mine, <clears throat> I have to go back to uh, junior high. In junior high, we had seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Seventh, uh, eighth, and ninth grade uh, was our junior high. And then we had high school, which was 10, 11, 12. So I was basically a freshman in high school. However, I was the king of the hill, ninth grade and junior high. And we had uh, an awesome football team with the Cedar Heights Rain Devils. And we uh, we wanted to dominate everybody. And so we had about six junior highs in our little division. And our biggest rivalry was with Sedgwick Junior High. And I'll never forget, we had the biggest game of the season coming up. It determined who was the divisional champs uh, in that year. And I was a defensive lineman. And let me tell you, I won't bore you with all the details, but that game was epic. It was uh, back and forth. It was smash mouth football, uh, as smash mouth as you can get as ninth graders. Um, and we ended up going six overtimes. And on the fifth overtime, um, I lined up between a, a left tackle and a left guard. And Cedric was uh, trying to kick a field goal to tie the game. So they hiked the ball. The left guard, the left tackle, they split, and myself and two of my friends rush through this this open area and block the kick and send us into the sixth overtime. So in the sixth overtime, we go down and we don't score a point. And so ball's back in uh, Cedric's hands, and so all they have to do is get a field goal to win the game. The scenario plays out again. We line up, Cedric's going to kick the ball to either win the game or send us into the seventh overtime. And this time, my two friends that rushed with me on the previous uh, overtime, they, they went around the other side. And so it was just me that was lined up between this left guard and left tackle. They hiked the ball, the left guard, the left tackle, they split, and I have a free run right to the kicker. And I don't know what happened. I froze up. I literally froze. It, it's like everything went to slow motion. And I ended up kind of like half standing up and half jogging. And I kind of stuck my hands out. I wasn't even close. They kicked the ball. They won the game. Sedgwick celebrated screaming and hollering. And they carried on. And, uh, and we walked off the fields with our with the field with our heads down. And so I was disheartened. Um, I don't think anyone knew at the point, um, at that point, what had happened. I knew in my heart what happened and that I had missed my opportunity. Um, and it was gut-wrenching. It was a difficult thing to face. And, and at the time, being in ninth grade, I'm, I didn't evaluate, like, why did I not, you know, do that? I just thought, well, I just didn't make the play. And so uh, fast forward a couple of weeks and... Um, and my coaches call me into uh, the, the, uh, the locker room. And I sit down. I didn't even, at that point, the game was behind me. Um, and I wasn't even thinking about it. And, and my coaches set me down. And they said, Ben, what in the world happened? And I said, what are you talking about? And they had tape of the game. And they played that last play. 
and I could see the disappointment on their faces. I could see the frustration um, and even a little tinge of anger from one of the coaches uh, because they had put so much into that game and all I had to do was run and block that kick. And again, it brought up all those feelings of, oh my gosh, I failed. And I failed them, I failed myself, I failed my teammates. Um, And it really was uh, a difficult moment for me. And so I walked out of that locker room, head head down. Um, I never really spoke of it again. And I think at that moment, um, I felt like I wasn't worthy enough to win the game for everybody. I wasn't worthy enough to win the game for me. Um, and so I put that in the deep recesses of my, my mind and I, I forgot about it for a lot of years. Several years later, and when I say several, I'm talking probably eight years later, I bumped into my coach again and I was just thrilled to see him. I just, you know, coach, how you doing? And, and I was just so excited to, to have run into him uh, in a happenstance sort of way. And um, we chatted for a few minutes and he brought up that play again. It was almost like it had been haunting him for almost a decade. And little did I know, it was probably haunting me and my subconscious as well. And at that moment, I felt like a mix of emotions. I felt a little bit angry. Like, why are you bringing this up again? Um, it was a game in, when, when I was in junior high. Um, and also um, a little bit of, wow, I feel kind of sorry for my coach. Like, this has been his... This has been the thorn in his side for almost a decade and probably to, to today is still a thorn in his side. And to me, it, it made me feel a little bit sorry for him. And at that moment, I recognized, okay, I've got to deal with this. I've got to deal with this somehow, some way. Um, and so I started thinking through what uh, defines me as a person. And I thought through all my accomplishments and setbacks from that point forward. Um, and I thought about all the obstacles that I overcame to get to that point in my life where, um, I had bumped into my coach again and everything from, you know, working, starting when I was 14, 15 years old, working really hard. I worked all the way through school. I put myself through, um, college. Um, I was out on my own when I was 18, living on my own, uh, full on adult. I had made these great moves to get into the University of Washington. I went to a community college for a couple of years, then transferred in. All these great things that I was accomplishing in my life. And, uh, and I wasn't about to set that down and say, okay, um, I'm not worthy because of something that happened when I was in ninth grade. However, I started thinking through, um, there were certain instances in my life where I had the ability to win, to champion something, and it was right in front of me, and I just didn't take the shot. I didn't take the, I didn't make the plunge. I didn't do that next step. I didn't finish strong, and and I that at that moment after speaking with my coach um, or bumping into him in a random way, I really started reflecting on that, and it took me that moment to dissect what was the root cause of it. And the root cause of it was a single play that happened back when I was in ninth grade in a football game that has haunted me since and continues to rear its head on occasion. And I just take that shiny rock and I pick it up and look at it and I say, you belong in the river. 
You are not going to define my, that moment does not define my life today and it does not define me moving forward. So I share that story with you because it was raw, it was hurtful, it was disappointing to myself and to others. Uh, it, was, it wasn't something that was done in private and that I, that I had to deal with privately, it was, it was known. It was known after the fact uh, what had happened. So, um, so I share that with you because identify, take the time to identify what is the biggest insecurity that you have that's holding you back. And for me, it was the fact that I wasn't worthy of finishing strong. I wasn't worthy of holding up that trophy and saying, we did this and I did this and I'm worthy of these great things. And so I think the sooner that you analyze and figure that component out, the sooner you pick out that flaw that you've been stuffed back in the recesses of your mind and you say, this is not going to define me. This is not going to be uh, who I am as a person. Then you can begin to move forward. And that little thing is preventing you from action today. So take the time. I challenge you to take the time to identify what that internal false belief is. Pick it up like that shiny rock look at it all the way around and then toss it into the river and move on with your life because there is uh, there is momentum that needs to be had in your life today on all fronts and that's the most important thing that you can do is continue momentum in your life so hopefully this this episode was helpful for you hopefully you could resonate with some of the uh, the the story that I just shared and um, and until next time keep stacking streams and building dreams Thank you so much for listening to this podcast of Stream Stackers Radio. I know you have choices and I know your time is valuable. It means the world to me that you use that time to be part of the Stream Stackers community. If this episode moved you, then share it with someone else who may need it. The mission you and I have will only be achieved when we give others the knowledge that has helped us. Finally, I hope to help you even further by sharing all the resources needed to get your ultimate side hustle working for you today. Go to streamstackers.com forward slash resources and access all kinds of free tools there. Until next time, keep stacking streams and building dreams.